Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. A special edition of the CBS Evening News. We're in Tel Aviv as Israel's prime minister vows new attacks against Hamas that will reverberate for generations. Tonight, this country on edge as the number of Americans killed in Israel is rising. Here are tonight's headlines. Israel launches a new siege of Gaza as Hamas threatens to kill hostages. The bloodshed continues after a deadly weekend taking the lives of hundreds of Israelis and Palestinians. Our Holly Williams is near the front lines. We've been hearing incoming rocket fire, forcing our team to scramble for cover just minutes ago. The horror at a music festival, overtaken by terror. More than 200 people killed by Hamas militants, others taken hostage at gunpoint. They lost like two liters of blood. It was really sure that that's it. I'm going to die. The U.S. begins airlifting weapons and munitions to Israel as U.S. warships move into position off Israel's coast. And an American professor tells us he was on the phone with his daughter when she was killed. I have to go back to my country, to my people. Killers, murderers. Protests from both sides. One side yelling, free Palestine. The other shouting, terrorists. You're inside with your kids, and you're all huddled together. Yes. And where are the terrorists? Inside our house. And a mother of three story of survival, jumping from a second-story window after militants set her house on fire. Her message tonight to the world. I have no idea what's going to happen next, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that whatever happens, we're going we're gonna to be stronger. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We begin tonight here in Tel Aviv following the unprecedented terror attack by Hamas militants and Israel's declaration of war for the first time in 50 years. 
Israel's military is bombarding Gaza with airstrikes raining down on Hamas, including command centers located inside apartment buildings. More than 1,500 people have been killed. Tonight, we are learning at least 900 Israelis dead. Tonight, Hamas claims they are holding at least 100 people hostage, including an unknown number of Americans. At least 11 Americans are among the dead. We have also learned that one of the victims is Deborah Matthias, and we're going to hear from her father in just a few moments. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu addressing the nation, saying today Israel didn't start this war, but Israel will finish it. Tonight, the military is preparing for a likely ground invasion of Gaza with reports of fighting on Israel's northern border as well. That is significant. President Biden declared his unwavering support for Israel, and he's sending U.S. ships closer to the region in response to the attacks. We have team coverage of the war from Israel to Washington, and CBS's Holly Williams is with us, and she is just back from the southern border. Good evening, Holly. Good evening, Nora. Tonight, a spokesman for Hamas threatened to execute one of the hostages it's holding every time Israel bombs Palestinian civilians without warning. He also threatened to broadcast that on video. In Siderot today, the air raid alarm sent our team scrambling for the nearest bomb shelter, less than two miles from the border with the Gaza Strip. We just heard... A whole series of very large blasts, and we ran to take cover here. Israeli communities close to Gaza, where the Hamas militants are based, took direct hits. This region's been locked in a cycle of violence for decades, but this is unprecedented. On Saturday, Hamas gunmen, designated as terrorists by the U.S., broke through the barrier that Israel uses to contain Palestinians inside Gaza. They swarmed into Israel by land, sea, and even on paragliders. And then they went on a rampage, slaughtering civilians in the street, doing battle with Israeli security forces and kidnapping hostages, including women, children and the elderly. Some of them were paraded through the streets of Gaza, human trophies that Hamas knows it can use against its enemy. Dikla Arava was taken captive along with her family. The militants live-streamed it on social media. What do you want Israel's government to do to try and bring your sister and her children and her husband home? Everything. Everything they can do. I promise that at the end of this campaign, all of our enemies will know it was a grave mistake to attack Israel, said the country's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. And already, deadly retribution is raining down on Gaza. Israel says it's targeting Hamas with waves of airstrikes. Palestinian officials say they've already killed close to 700 people, including children. Israeli forces are massing at the border. 300,000 reservists have been called up. And Israel's ordered a total siege of the Gaza Strip, with no food, fuel or medicine for its residents. But for many here, the question is how Israeli intelligence could have failed to detect and disrupt the planning for such a massive assault. It seems like Israel had no clue 
Gonan Ben Yitzhak is a former Israeli intelligence officer who used to recruit spies inside Hamas. The question is how much or how big is the failure? And this time is the biggest Israel ever experienced. And Holly Williams is back with us from the southern border. But I want to ask you about an ominous new development on the northern border, Hezbollah. What is happening? What could this mean? Well, Nora, a senior defense official says the U.S. is deeply concerned that this could open a second front. Now, it's not surprising that Hezbollah might want to get involved. Uh, it has deep links with both Hamas and Iran. It's also designated as a terrorist organization by the U.S. Let's see what happens. But this could make for an even more complicated war. Holly Williams, thank you. The site of one of the first and deadliest attacks this weekend was at an Israeli music festival where thousands of mostly young people were dancing and celebrating with friends. Before it was over, at least 260 people were dead, while others are missing, believed to have been kidnapped. CBS Zimtia's Tayeb spoke with one of the survivors. The party was still going as the sun rose over the Negev desert in southern Israel. Then, chaos. As heavily armed Hamas gunmen, some on paragliders, made the festival one of their first targets, shooting into the crowd and grabbing as many captives as they could, including 25-year-old Noah Argamani, forced onto the back of a Hamas gunman's motorcycle. Her father, Yaakov, is desperate for her to return home, but says Israel must not do so by force. Only by peaceful measures, he says, we need to act with sensitivity. Let's talk. Since Argamani's abduction, unverified video apparently shows her being held inside Gaza. As the brutal aftermath of Hamas's festival attack is laid bare, the remains of at least 260 people have now been recovered, according to a rescue group. 22-year-old Gal Levy barely managed to get out alive. We heard the bullets like... Everybody start running in panic. Levy was shot in both legs and shows us one of the bullets that was removed by surgeons. He says he's not sure if he'll ever walk again. But they just left us over there. I was waiting six hours. So you feel let down by the military, by the government? I feel let down by, left down by the, by the army. I was really sure after the guy that came, the terrorists, they take us, they take our phone, that that's it, I'm going to die. Now Israelis try and come to terms with the horror so many have experienced. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has warned tonight a number of Hamas gunmen are still on the loose here inside Israel. Nora. Imtiaz Tayab, thank you very much. And at every turn, there is another harrowing story of survival. Tonight, we want to introduce you to a mother of three whose neighborhood was overrun by Hamas militants, putting her family's life in imminent danger. Miri Masika tells us her family barely survived. Do you have any clothes with you, any belongings? Nothing. Her home on a kibbutz three miles from Gaza, raided by Hamas militants and set on fire. What do you think would have happened to you and your family if you had stayed in your apartment? Burned to death. Instead, Miri, her husband, and their three children escaped from the second-floor window. 
When did you decide that you had to jump? We couldn't uh, breathe. Because of the smoke and because of the gas. They rushed to a neighbor's bomb shelter where they hid in silence for seven hours while Hamas terrorists rained gunfire outside. It was very frightening. The worst part, she says, was the sheer terror of waiting as more than 100 mothers from her community texted each other near constant updates. She read them to us. We have shootings. Please come help us. Do you think they were coming to try and kill you? Of course. Now, in Tel Aviv, Miri waits to find out more about her neighbors in a community she was born and raised in. How is everyone doing? We don't know. How is everyone doing? They didn't finish to clear all the places. So um, until now, we didn't uh, get a formal uh, uh, list of uh, the people that was uh, murdered. Those who escaped left with just what they could carry. As Miri told us, they left with absolutely nothing. She didn't even have shoes on, barefoot. She left her kibbutz with her family. Now she's here, and as you can see, the donations are pouring in. People need everything from clothes to shoes to glasses to toys, someplace to stay. Her son is still in the hospital and needs surgery on his foot. But doctors can't operate until the swelling goes down. Her daughters are terrorized. They were so scared. There was like um, sounds outside and they said, we, we, we don't feel safe, we don't feel safe. And we have learned that the reported death toll in Miri's community is more than 100 people. That is about a tenth of the entire population of her kibbutz. Back in Washington, President Biden said today the U.S. is working with Israeli officials to get more information about the 11 Americans who were killed and the many more still accounted for. CBS's Nancy Cordes has new details tonight from the White House. President Biden huddled with his national security team today and spoke with European allies, looking for ways to head off a wider conflict. This is not a moment for any party hostile to Israel to exploit these attacks to seek advantage. The Pentagon has already begun airlifting U.S. weapons and munitions to the Israelis. And a carrier strike group, six U.S. ships plus jets, has nearly reached the eastern Mediterranean. Its goal is to serve as a deterrent to attacks by Hezbollah or Iran. The U.S. Army Secretary warned today that the Pentagon will require more funding to fully supply both Israel and Ukraine. We need additional support from Congress, so I hope we'll see that soon. But that's not possible right now because the House is still without a speaker after Kevin McCarthy was voted out last week. Today, McCarthy joined other Republicans blaming Mr. Biden for Iran's role in the Hamas attacks. The U.S. arranged a prisoner swap with Iran last month that freed up $6 billion in Iranian oil money. They are wealthier, richer, and stronger under this Biden administration. Accusations like that drew fierce pushback from White House officials. This money was always earmarked only for humanitarian purposes. It doesn't go to the Iranian regime. It goes to approve vendors right to the Iranian people, who we have no beef with. She was full of life. Brandeis University professor Elon Troen says his daughter, Deborah, was among the Americans who lost their lives this weekend. She lived with her family on a kibbutz near the Gaza border. She could only say to us that um, 
I hear glass breaking and voices in Arabic and the shooting. Drowen says he was on the phone with his daughter when she and her husband were killed and her 16-year-old son shot. It was she who saved his life by design, falling on him, and the bullet that reached his abdomen came through her. With Americans feared to be among the hostages as well, President Biden is directing U.S. officials to share intelligence and deploy experts to advise Israel on hostage recovery. And those U.S. warships in the eastern Mediterranean can be used to launch hostage recovery missions as well, Nora. Nancy Cortez from the White House, thank you. Tonight, as Israel ordered the complete siege of the Gaza Strip, CBS's Charlie Daggett takes a look at the history of Hamas and their well-planned terror attack. Even before sweeping to power in Gaza in 2007, Hamas had sworn to the obliteration of Israel. The territory has been sealed off since 2005 by Egypt and Israel because of fears of attack. Gaza is a strip of land roughly twice the size of Washington, D.C., bordering Israel and Egypt. With a population of 2.3 million people, it's one of the most densely packed regions in the world. Residents call it the world's largest open-air prison. And while many who live there may not support Hamas, they pay the heaviest price for a relentless conflict that has raged for decades. The U.S.-designated terror group has the backing of Iran and the Iranian-backed Islamist group Hezbollah in nearby Lebanon. Hamas lists among the reasons for the unprecedented attack outbreaks of violence at the Al-Aqsa Mosque, persecution of Palestinians and frustration over the blockade of Gaza. But regional players like Iran may have had a hand in influencing the group to launch a war they might never win. Charlie Daggett, CBS News, London. Back in the U.S., security is being beefed up at embassies and synagogues while protests and rallies of support are taking place from New York to Los Angeles. CBS's Driga Duncan takes a look at the heightened tensions. Tonight, as attacks continue thousands of miles away, emotions in the U.S. are running high. Dueling demonstrations were held for the second day outside the Israeli consulate in New York City. I think they're there just to murder, to kill. There's bombing, bombing, bombing in their buildings. Protesters have taken to the streets from coast to coast since Saturday. Jews united will never be defeated. It's a complicated conflict that's left Americans divided. Tensions boiled over in Fort Lauderdale on Sunday. Police say one person was arrested, but there were no injuries. Everybody to calmly please exit the building. And services at Congregation Kol Ami in Salt Lake City were interrupted by a bomb threat. Anti-Semitic rhetoric has surged online since the attack. But federal law enforcement say there are no credible threats at this time. Several protesters that I spoke to today on both sides expressed anger and sadness over the attacks, many of them saying they expect tensions to get worse moving forward. Nora? Tarika Duncan, thank you. The war is forcing airlines around the world to shut down travel to and from Israel. We've got the details next. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. 
with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cash back events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. The attack here in Israel has prompted major U.S. airlines to suspend flights to and from Tel Aviv. American, United and Delta all canceled flights after the State Department issued travel advisories for the region. Airlines in Europe and Asia are also putting those flights on hold. There was an unusual sight at the space station today. We'll explain next. About 250 miles above Earth today, a coolant leaked briefly, causing alarm aboard the International Space Station. Liquid coolant, which appears like snowflakes in space, leaked from a radiator in the Russian portion of the space station. Crew members are not in any danger. We'll have our reflections from Israel when we come back. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Finally tonight, we end where we started, in a region used to air raid sirens. But many we spoke to here say this time is different. It's scarier, it's deadlier, and it's leaving not just the region, but the world on edge. The streets in major cities like Jerusalem and Tel Aviv quiet, usually bustling, but now barely a soul. The further south you go, it's the sound of rockets and wailing from both Israelis and Palestinians who have lost loved ones, including children who really should be playing in this playground and not witnessing all the bloodshed. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell reporting tonight from Tel Aviv. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app 
or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.